0: What's up? It is Thursday at noon. You
1: are listening to WHPK. This is Air Go Radio. I'm Kiss. I'm Dame, And what we do here is showcase the folks reshaping the culture of our city for the more equitable and the more creative. I'm standing right now on another <laughs> mic and I feel a lot like Funkmaster Flex. <laughs> and I don't know what to do about that. How are you feeling, Dame?
0: Uh, I feel not like Funkmaster Flex.
1: So <laughs> i feel so, it like fun- so like, pretty good. I'm like feeling Funkmaster Reflection? I'm feeling
0: pretty fresh right now. <laughs> Man, I'm, I'm I'm great. Energy is flowing through me. It's, yeah, life is beautiful. It looks like it. It's beautiful. beautiful. How you feeling?
1: I'm okay. I'm all right. I uh, I might have a sinobronchial infection. That's how I've diagnosed yes. myself, but other than that, we'll yeah. see what the doctor says. You've given it such a such a uh It sounds real. Yeah, huh? yeah, yeah. yeah. It it sounds sounds like very real. real. <laughs> um, but we'll get back to that. Hopefully, I'll I'll end up okay. We have a very special guest on our way up to the studio right now, but first a few announcements you got anything
0: i do i do i don't have them in order uh but i know november 10th at breathing room which is a saturday tribe day uh so that's like our open house orientation we're gonna be talking about uh our our free classes we're gonna be offering in the the winter so we're gonna have a a studio engineering and hip-hop class we're going to have a uh a writing fiction healing storytelling therapy class uh and an permaculture, agriculture, culinary arts, and herbalism class. All three are engaging the carceral system. And trying to advance our abolitionist politic over at the breathing room with the Let Us Breathe Collective Mondays, Wednesdays and Saturdays. Rock with that. Uh, also, I've
1: never wanted a sound effect. Bah,
0: bah, bah, bah. Uh, that's the 10th. So the 16th, our monthly breathing room event series is definitely going to be environmentally justice focused. Mm-hmm. So come out to that. And then the 17th, ergo is going to be DJ, DJing and hosting Absolutely. the Chicago Community Bond Fund fundraiser. Look at that. So very excited. I know you probably have more of the logistical details on that. It's but I just wanted to provide uh, yeah some we'll, sh- we'll share the
1: info we're excited to be back there we we hosted a DJ last year and it was a blast this year uh Barbara Ransby speaking and that's a heavyweight lineup in this city that's like the uh that's like our version of the rock the bells tour. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we'll, we'll make sure to share the info for that it's their big fundraiser so buy a ticket come through it's gonna be a great time um A little bit closer to today, in fact, today at Build Coffee, (laughs) is uh, instead of a public newsroom, they're actually having a great event tonight from 6 to 8. It's a a night with Young Lords founder Jose Chacha Jimenez Ah. uh, in conversation. I believe it's free at Build from 6 to 8.
0: It could be free if you're sneaky enough
1: anything's free (laughs) my dad used to get into events by bringing dry ice and having a business like look on his face right right and he always told me if you need to get in somewhere you show up with dry ice they will assume you need to be there
0: we've made a finesse list Mm -hmm. of events dry ice Mm -hmm. uh earpiece earpiece
1: clipboard security shirt
0: Ooh, that's four Mm -hmm. and number five showing up early dressed overly casually
1: mm-hmm. like with like beats headphones half mm-hmm. on mm-hmm. you just give a little nod Yep, yep to i am supposed to be here yeah, there's yeah. no other reason why i would be here right in my
0: flip-flops and sweats <laughs> me finesse yeah no, credit no. to dj oreo for that one go back and <laughs> to that
1: episode <laughs> uh tomorrow night at sleeping village up in avondale is the release party and release concert for tasha's ep alone at last which buh, is buh, buh. out now and spectacular yes uh, the show's gonna be great it's yes. with yarrow Jamila Woods is reading some poems. Yay. And then uh, squad J Bambi Aww. is performing. Um, so that's tomorrow night, nine thirty PM at sleeping village tickets still available.
0: Also just shout out to, to, you know, the, 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 the scene, the, the cultural movement here has been a lot of stuff released. I know I haven't listened to it all or any of it yet. Cause I don't do anything, but I'm very happy. And I've heard good things. Mix project is Mick out. Jenkins project is John excellent. Doe's project Absolutely is out. It got crash, some fire yeah. on there. Uh, definitely shout out to Smino so has yeah. a new
1: track out, which yep, is yep, very yep, strong yep. and one that's about to be out. Ergo alum, Rich Jones has a new project about to drop. So he has a show also at sleeping village on Saturday mm. um, with leaf set, Shawnee Des and Muso. So that's Saturday at also at 9 PM. And then next Wednesday, the seventh uh, Johnny Jones who's a rapper who I really like. He signed to close sessions. He has a show at the empty bottle with boathouse and a whole bunch of folks uh, opening for him, DJ RTC, aka Alex Fructor, is DJing, who I actually saw last night when he was walking his dog, and I offered um, him a piece of candy for Halloween.
0: A, a Morgan Park Academy alum.
1: Oh, look at that. Yeah. And a, I believe, Hyde Park originator. Like, not he didn't originate in Hyde Park, but he originated in Hyde Park. Okay. Anyway, uh, and then also tonight, to pop back, there's an event as part of Chicago Humanities Festival. If you're interested in urban planning and cities and sustainability, it's called City Unseen, New Visions of an Urban Planet. It's tonight at 5.30 mm. at the Metropolitan Planning Council. Okay. I might uh. That's I might pop yeah, in. yeah, yeah, yeah. Might freak around and make that move. Right up my alley. <laughs> and then also tonight, similarly uh, of my interest, uh, is an event sponsored by the United States Holocaust Memorial Museum okay. uh, called The Rise of Homosexual Persecution in Nazi Germany. Mm. So if you're looking for a cheery time, that's mm-hmm. where you should go. Basically, David's trying to hold it in so bad. Um, this is our longest community. <laughs> You've ever. become real good at the jokes. <laughs> <laughs> but basically what this event is, in the era before the rise of Nazism in the Weimar Republic, uh, some of the most kind of expansive and open... Laws around uh, queerness and sexual freedom existed that we that had happened in Europe up until that time, um, and so there were openly gay bars. It was still illegal, but it wasn't prosecuted. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there was kind of the the swing back of the pendulum and the crackdown. So I've been interested in this in, in, in general in looking at this moment mm-hmm. um, and, and trying to anticipate the moves that are coming, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but. This is just an event. It does cost money. So I might not be there, <laughs> but if you got money. or
0: well, you might have to go find a clipboard.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I don't think you can show up with dry ice to the Holocaust. <laughs> oh, my God. David, turn right now. Our guest is on her way yeah, up. Yeah, yeah. Uh, in the meantime.
0: Also, happy birthday, yeah. Miranda. Let us breathe. Oh, Uyp fan. It's her birthday squad. today. She's been running our free breakfast program. Uh, I think we're kicking it on Saturday. That
1: means she's getting up early. She's Which, getting that is, wor- that, She's is early. Early. that is the Yeah, applause. yes.
0: We're going to applaud her.
1: <laughs> um, all right. Funkmaster Flex style announcement <laughs> is done. Time to play a song while our special guest finds her way up here. Um, last night, I stumbled across the Meg Miller uh, Memorial Concert that's fundraising for his orga- new organization, for his family's new organization. Um, and it was really touching and had me thinking a lot about um, the mark and the legacy we leave behind. So I thought uh, on that note, maybe we could play a song this is off of a, a little mini ep he did in 2012 under the name larry Lovesteen and the velvet revival what a name <laughs> uh and uh they had a little album called you so off of that it is love affair you're listening to ergo whbk ergoradio.com
0: All right. And we are back here. WHPK is Ergo Radio. And we have a very, 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 very special guest in the building. Not I
1: everybody gets all those varies. I you know,
0: <laughs> I usually like come up with some some whack adjective. Like, no, I'm just going <laughs> to just multiply these varies. Um, I'm, I'm overjoyed. I'm I'm, I'm excited. That, you know, we've had this mythical list of people that. This work would not be complete of what we're doing. Uh, and you have been at the top of the list since the beginning of the show. So um, glad three years later you
2: are too to kind. have you
0: here. Everybody make some <laughs> noise wherever you are for the one, the only, organizing extraordinaire, yeah. Iceland Bullet! <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> so we always like to start
1: <laughs> no idea what you said. with
0: nonsense <laughs> noises, but after that, with a two part <laughs> question. In this time, define time however you want. So day, week, hour, year, lifetime. How is the world treating you, and how are you treating
3: the world? Wow. Uh-huh. <laughs> We're in it. Let's get to it. <laughs> um, The world. Whew. You can also define
1: the world however you want.
3: <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I mean, there's definitely times when I'm like, wow, we are in momentous times, historic times. Um, and I'm like overjoyed and proud and, you know, incredibly honored to be alive right now. Um, and then there are moments where, you know, it becomes a little overwhelming, the amount of suffering Mm. and, you know, injustice that continues. Mm -hmm. So... i'm I'm kind of at both places where i'm both excited (laughs) at progress i'm excited at the fight i'm excited at like the brilliance of our people Mm -hmm. um and i'm still like enraged at the fact that our people are held in cages yeah you know
0: yeah that's every day you think
3: that 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 kind of tension or at least hopefully
1: balance of the two um you think that's just what everyone who does what you do has always felt (laughs) yeah i mean it (laughs) resonates but like is that a now thing or is that an always thing
3: you know i think um for me it's a little bit more pronounced today and like this week um and this month because of you know the contradictions of like this most recent moment with van dyke being convicted of murder um you know the fact that he is probably the first white police officer ever convicted of murdering a black person um in the history of this country mm. so mm. you know the mm. the significance of that even if
0: that's not true the fact that we can't think of another one right like, even the fact that i can't argue with that is yeah, enough no. you know i mean i'm
3: i'm i've been i've been looking at it i've been talking with some other people um, there's only been like 13 police officers ever charged with murder. Um, mm. So I'm like 99.9%. Ever charged. Or, I'm sorry, convicted. <laughs> yeah, yeah charged is a different story. <laughs> still nuts, but yeah. Yeah. Um, so there's, you know, that mm. in, a, in and of itself is a very small number. Um, and, you know, even of those 13, one was like a former cop, right? Mm. So. Yeah, there were more people online for coffee downstairs. <laughs> like that's
1: insane. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
3: yeah. Yeah. So, you know, you know, so there's like the historic significance of that, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but then the reality that that is not going to abolish the system. Mm-hmm. It's not going to free our people who are in cages right now. Mm-hmm. You know, someone last night was just shot by CPD. Mm. So, you know yeah. it's that like, so, balance. so yeah
0: and you always are sitting with that so yeah. we could we could that's a that's a hole that we could just jump down i'm gonna i'm gonna pull back before we get into just the the horror of the carceral state yeah. um and,
1: we, we saved that for the second half of
0: the show. <laughs> <laughs> um so we we have an unofficial segment on the show of like gassing people up so mm-hmm. i'm gonna I, i'm gonna <laughs> make sure we do that right now while also trying to contextualize the conversation mm-hmm. uh because i think uh by design or it seems intentional uh as many people who could know you do not right Mm -hmm. um and so is a founding member of blm chicago black lives matter chicago chapter Mm -hmm. uh Cur- it was a part of um, We Charge Genocide mm-hmm. Coalition, uh, currently working with the Chicago Justice Torture Memorial Center. I- I'm bad with the <laughs> adjectives. I mean, yeah, the, uh, the abbreviations. Yeah, it it's like, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah I- y'all get it, right? There's a memorial, there's a center. It- <laughs> Chicago Torture just- Justice Center. Thank you. Yeah. All right.
1: In editing, I'll just clip make that word it- make slide it up Make there.
0: it right. <laughs> it'll, smooth- it'll get smooth. <laughs> <laughs> and so for me, uh, the reason why I'm so excited to have you up here is that in terms One, you are probably uh, of anybody the most active and the most present. And all the work and all the activity that I have experienced, or I have perspective on, of the last four to
3: five wow. years. Wow! Because I uh, always feel like I'm not doing enough. Like, no, I'm no, like you, not making it. You know, no, You've
1: seen how much everybody else. Yeah. does? <laughs> <laughs> there's been
0: few times where I, I have felt like I am compelled to show up, and Aislinn's like not already there or not coming. Right. Uh, wow.
3: Well, that makes me feel a little better. I was really feeling bad about myself. No, today. no, and so and so, <laughs>
0: and, and so the, the 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 beauty of the dichotomy of the space that you operate in is that I think because you're actually um you are the go to when I think of the network locally and then nationally just cuz mm. you're the person I have a relationship with um so I think you you are like a premier authority of what's been happening but you also I have never seen you operate mm. as such in a way that makes you even more <laughs> of an authority and a leader uh and so you know it's it's one of those names that i think in previous iterations of liberation work unless you were there would get erased Mm. uh and so we we you know we need to make sure that in the moment right now you are given the space and given the celebration that you deserve because you are so fearless you are so courageous you are so brilliant you're so consistent so i know we always feel all of us feel like we're not doing enough and not showing up uh but I can't think of anybody who has shown up more um, than you and has been m- more, most consistent yeah. in the principles. Um, so Damon, I love you very so much. Beautiful. And I'm very, very happy to have you here. <laughs> I don't have a question for yeah. that, but that's just to, to get us going. Here's
3: a
1: question. How does
3: that feel? <laughs> um Well, honestly, it's, you know, I, I, Damon is just such a beautiful soul, you know? So it's, You can't have two (laughs) gases. But I can't I can't. Would you like some gas? Just a touch of (laughs) gas. I
1: got my gas at home. I'm fine.
3: (laughs) Which is not to say there aren't other beautiful souls. I'm not (laughs) um so I'm taking it like from like the source, right? Mm. Like that is just it's very, very beautiful. Mm. Yeah. Thank Mm. you. Go ahead. Yeah, Yeah, I mean, so no, it's beautiful.
1: (laughs) In all the, you know, I I agree with the idea that consistency. So, um, how do you think about showing up? Because I I know you said that you you, you've been feeling or are feeling today like you're not doing enough, and and Damon said everybody feels that way, and I Mm -hmm. think that's true. Um, so is it mo is the decision to show up motivated by that like feeling of not doing enough, or is there more of a positive spin on it? How do you think about that? What what gets you there every time?
3: That's a great question. Um, Well, it started out, you know, I I had been pretty active as a teenager in organizing, Mm -hmm. Um, and then when I hit my early twenties, I like pulled away consciously, Mm -hmm. Um, and you know, to do some kind of emotional work that I needed to do, which was really important. And I I very much felt privileged that I had the opportunity to take that space. Mm -hmm. Um, And then it wasn't until The kind of preponderance of police murders and um, just carceral injustices like Troy Davis being executed Mm -hmm. Um, and, you know, all of this kind of happening with the, you know, being further democratized, just access to the information because of the Internet and and all of that, um, that pushed me back out hmm. um, into the sphere of organizing that I hadn't been in for a while. So that,
0: that's like 2011, Troy
3: Davis? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Um he was actually executed
0: on my birthday. Wow. Yeah.
3: And the way that they did that, like they had put a stay yeah. in, right? So we thought, oh, we won, we won this stay, but it was a temporary stay. Mm-hmm. And so like everyone went home thinking that we had won this victory and then you know we found out he was yes, there's, killed
1: there's nothing worse and not that it's a win or lose like it's not about winning and losing but when you're you know you're fighting toward an outcome there's nothing the only thing worse than losing is thinking you won and then losing, yeah you know yeah and and you have to figure out like how do you not get because you're never gonna well i guess i'll ask this as a question are there any in all of the work you have done things that feel like just <clears throat> unequivocal wins
3: yeah um, the stay of execution for Mumia, mm. we won that in the in the nineties. I was in Cuba when that happened. It's <laughs> quite Cuba, a place like, to celebrate. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I was, um, I remember leaving um, some like ancient, like uh, sh- military ship that was left there, and so they turned it into like this museum. And so I was mm-hmm. coming out of it, and there were news reporters. that were like you know, what's your thoughts on me? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what? Like, <laughs> so, like, that was definite a definite win. Um, the reparations, the winning of reparations yeah. for survivors of police torture, that was a huge win. Mm. Are there things that you think externally people think
1: about as an unequivocal win that feel more complicated to you?
3: Oh, yeah. Um, I mean, you know, the Van Dyke yeah. um, conviction is definitely a type of win. Mm. Um, But, you know, we have to put that in perspective of the fact that the state, you know, by Anita campaign, the fact that Anita Alvarez was defeated, that was a type of win. Mm -hmm. Um, But, you know, just like with Van Dyke and with Anita Alvarez, you know, we want to get rid of the position of the prosecutor. Mm -hmm. Um, With Van Dyke, we want to abolish prisons. And this system isn't, you know, like that isn't our ultimate win. Mm -hmm. So it's, you know. And it doesn't feel
1: the same, right? It sounds like what you're saying. Like the that's the like intellectual thinking about the difference, but like when you think in your body about the things that keep you going, those don't feel the same, right? It sounds like like the idea of well, Anita being gone and Mumia living doesn't feel like equivalent in your body. I mean, I'm just projecting.
3: Yeah. Well, I don't know. I mean, it, it, it was different because well, one with Mumia, I was like I don't know how old I was, sixteen <laughs> or something, you know. So like that was just a different time um you were on boats in cuba (laughs) (laughs) um those wins anita and van dyke did feel like wins i mean it it you like you felt the history Hmm. but you also felt or i felt um you know the the fight is far 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 from over and that and so it's like feeling that important victory of organizing but also feeling emboldened to we need to keep going
0: yeah yeah and then i think that's a real um i think that's something that like that's a phenomenon that us who've been involved uh, have like felt across the board without Mm -hmm. having to have like a meeting about it uh and and i think it's a reflection of us internalizing the history uh because the way that we are taught about the black freedom movement of the 60s and 70s is that it was a victory and that it's something to be celebrated and that was basically used to harm us or mm-hmm. to continue the expansion of our oppression is to teach us that you won and like therefore you can stop. Yeah. Uh and so I, I think learning that lesson of these small victories or these symbolic, you know, implementations, a a legislation, a conviction, yeah. uh a, an election, right? Like that these are are not the whole piece. These are just parts. Yeah. And and having a real mm-hmm. holistic uh lens at it. Yeah. You know, it's, it, it feels good to, t- to actually talk about it and, like realize what we're like seeing.
3: Yeah. You know. And I really feel like Chicago, like I'm so thankful to Chicago and our organizing community here mm-hmm. for that ability to have a kind of broadened, you know, perspective on what a win is, what it is not. Um like the fact that we marched immediately after the victory demanding like okay, he's convicted, mm-hmm. uh but this is not systemic change right. and we this is what we need. Right. Um I think was It's such a perfect kind of encapsulation of where Chicago is in this moment in history. Mm -hmm. we're excellent party poopers. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Tremendous. (laughs) So so something I've been asked to do uh, many times, you know, you might not remember, but I think you might have saw me kind of speaking towards what I'm about to ask you. And like, you kind of affirmed it. So I felt comfortable and continuing to do it. But like people ask us, to frame or contextualize the movement Mm. that gets known as black lives matter, the complication Mm -hmm. of the fact that there is an organization or a network that has many different pieces, Mm -hmm. uh, that are mostly independent and autonomous. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, a lot of it, media creation, a lot of it just through chant and and chance and the, you know, mobilization, the entire movement moment has been named with the same language, uh, as you, as like a, 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 key operator, in that dynamic, how do you frame and express what this time is, what that language means, where we're at with it? And is yeah. it different
1: than it was three years ago?
2: Uh,
0: Young two-parter.
3: Well, <laughs> 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 Let me start with the first part. Um, I, You know, I think Black Lives Matter as a movement um, is every single person who has resisted um, uh, the extrajudicial killing of Black people um our you know our overall oppression in the system and the fight for black liberation every single person who has marched in the streets who has um engaged in you know radical dialogue in attempting to make change um that's who black lives matter is mm-hmm. um i i don't care about ownership mm-hmm. i don't care about ownership of the hashtag um, I do understand like the political importance of preventing black women's erasure um and queer black women's erasure. So I definitely see the significance of that. But aside from that, um I'm anti-like marketing a name, you mm-hmm, know, mm-hmm. or um branding, you know, like I, I don't believe in that. Um and Black Lives Matter as a movement belongs to everyone. It belongs to um, the most fiercest critics of, you know, Black Lives Matter as an organization, right. <laughs> um, the organization, you know, is is one aspect, um, but the movement is is you know the thousands of people, the moms, the the dads, the brothers and sisters, the loved ones of people who have been fighting for justice. Yeah.
0: So, in in you know, for me, I, I feel a big difference or growth or change or decay or I don't know mm-hmm. I just a delta right like there's mm-hmm. been a change mm-hmm. from when we like emerged 3 to 4 years ago to where we are now how are you feeling or wrestling yeah. with
3: that um so to answer that, I just want to, like, partly explain, like, how Black Lives Matter Chicago came about. That's great so- history. Let's do that. Let's do that. Thank you. For the archive. Yeah. <laughs> Um, So, you know, I was a part of We Charge Genocide. Mm-hmm. We Charge Genocide uh, formed in response to Damo's death, who mm-hmm. was tased to death by CPD in May of 2014. Um, and so I was involved with We Charge Genocide, and that was my main point of organizing. Um and when uh, the call came out to um convene in Ferguson, which was a response to um organizers on the ground re- requesting specific types of people, black people specifically, mm-hmm. um with specific skill sets to go down and and help engage in this militaristic um occupation of of their area of their mm-hmm. home, um I um was a part of those conversations that was happening. Um, and those conference calls. And when I asked who is organizing, who's the coordinator for Chicago, the response was, "Well, can you do it?"
0: <laughs> That's usually what happens oh, when you ask a question. Exactly.
3: That's right. why I never get on conference
2: calls. <laughs> <laughs> Hell
0: no. Also, just a little note: Aceland was walking in the door with having a conference call <laughs> and, was just, and was we're about to start another.
1: Going on the air, we're like, "Okay, we're so glad to be here. We have a spiel. We're about to get going." She's like have time to make a quick
0: call? <laughs> so, two calls have been attempted oh just walking in the studio.
1: But, so She's just been go trying back. You find someone else to take over. <laughs> yeah. I, that was my goal. <laughs>
3: So I was like, I'm going to do it, but I'm going to ask like Miriam Kava and like, you know, Jason Perez Um, at the time was the national co-chair of BYP. And I was like, mm-hmm. I'm going to ask Jason or Miriam Kava to do this. Um, Cause they, they, sh- you know, have way more experts, right, you know, that's, right. that was that's my always thing. always our thing
0: look at all these experts yeah, that know blood yeah. me.
3: <laughs> yeah. And so of course they were like, uh, you know, hell no, like their plates full enough. Right. <laughs> so um, I don't even know if I asked them. I that was in my head, but I think like I realized the you know mm-hmm. the stupidity of that. Um, so I ended up taking uh, you know over a hundred people wanted to come, um, and so I ended up taking um, a van load and car load of people to uh, Ferguson for that weekend, mm-hmm. and a lot of those people were um, were young. Um, in their early twenties or late teens, and this was their first um, experience of anything um, of any any kind of resistance, mm-hmm. um, and so it was you know what hap- the witnessing the Ferguson uprising even uh, just for that weekend I, I did go a few other mm-hmm. times but was incredible it was seeing theory in action yeah, um, it was it, it I was. mean and it it was life changing. Yeah. It's Um, unspeakable.
0: Yeah. Like, you really can't, you can't...
3: Yeah. Yeah, you can't contain
0: what it all was with words.
3: And, like, the, you know, it was just witnessing the power of the people making these liberatory decisions and taking, you know, um, self-determination, you know, in their hands Mm -hmm. against the power of the state. Mm -hmm. I mean, it was was so incredibly remarkable. Um, and And so... For those people who went, you know, they were just like, okay, when's the next meeting? (laughs) And I was like, you know, there are all these organizations that already exist here. They're having a meeting at this time. You could come with me to We Charge Genocide. You could, you know, go here. And they were like, no, but when are we meeting? Hmm. Um, And so that's how Black Lives Matter Chicago formed. It wasn't, I had no specific intent, you know, to create something like that. Which is why I always say I'm a co-founder because mm-hmm. I didn't, I I can't yeah. take the credit for that.
2: Yeah,
0: it's no, um, so beautiful because you know that that's so intertwined or, or such a parallel to how Let Us Breathe became a thing because it was just an initiative. It was just like material, like we are bringing these things down. And it's going to take multiple trips to bring the things we've mm-hmm. collected, and it was like well. We can't stop, you know, and so I think the moment of, of I can't I'm, my dates are now getting confused from like August through October. I think October. it was in, I think it was September where there was like the Black Lives Matter weekend, mm-hmm. which is when this busload must have it came was down. late
3: August. Late, OK, right? whatever holiday that is, Labor Day or something.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Labor yeah. Day. That's what it was. And so, you know, having gone a week or two before. Before that language was known, like right, like when I went down to Ferguson, no one had said the words Black Lives Matter right. my first week or two there no one was saying that language Mm
2: -hmm. and then
0: watching a network emerge Mm -hmm. and thousands of people from all over the country converge. Mm -hmm. And then it became, you know, wow. I'm like, I'm getting emotional. Just think of it. And then it became like, uh, pervade like it you cannot avoid it mm-hmm. within 72 hours of that weekend mm-hmm. right and so to to watch that of like this is wow this looks like theory in action this mm-hmm. looks like radical resistance of the people mm-hmm. organizers didn't start this right mm-hmm. and then watching organization yep. come and then emerge out of it and then this this language has now become you know Carved into history mm-hmm. is just really beautiful, yeah. you know, and so yeah. now, so now they've, they made you become a thing. Yeah. Right? And, <laughs> so, <laughs> and so where are we at with it?
3: <laughs> I mean, you know, you know, like you said, each chapter pretty much is autonomous. Um, and so we very much function based on um what we think is best in this, you know, for Chicago um with the lens of course of it impacting the you know the country and the world um but our the way that we organize is very much based on our relationships with other with other fighters in this city mm-hmm. um there's there's we didn't build this right, it, right. It, none of us here let alone black lives matter right, right. like this is a continuum of resistance and so um you know our our basic philosophy is to do our best to you know move the fight forward toward black liberation and dismantle systems of injustice and that means that in my opinion you have to collaborate mm. i don't understand groups that don't <laughs> yeah. i really don't yeah. like it baffles <laughs> it my mind like people. why do you think you're so brilliant yeah. that you're going to like dismantle the system <laughs> yeah. um so it's,
0: that's it's, historical. That's not even just like our like ever. Like when yeah. you read a book of like,
3: Dude, like, I got
1: it. It was 12 of y'all. <laughs> Don't worry about it. I got it. I got it. Everyone go
0: home. Like whether it's the forties, <laughs> whether it's the eighties, it's like, yeah. well, what are you, what are you tripping about? Right. You need everybody to do this. exactly.
3: And we're human. We're fallible yeah. by design. So yeah. we're going to make mistakes. It's better if you, you know, have other people to kind of catch yeah. that. Like, Hey, that's not really a good idea. Yeah. You know? Yeah.
1: So you mentioned being, you know, having an understanding of that continuum and we talk about lineage a lot up here, are there particular people historically or globally who you see yourself in the lineage of, you know, there's kind of the, the, the the typical, but like specifically from your study, from your experiences.
3: Yeah. I mean, I think, you know, the, the black freedom struggle in this country is, you know, the majority of where I get my inspiration from Mm -hmm. the, you know, our brilliance our resilience you know we we never stopped fighting from the people who um threw their babies off the slave ships to try to tap you know uh, topple over um uh you know the captains of the ships um you know we we fought from the very 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 beginning um and, and we survived torture torturous circumstances. Um, the rebellion, industrial that torture. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, like, and one of the things that you know, I am also, I, I, I'm mixed, like a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Um, and I do have, um, I, I'm part of the Mississippi Band of Choctaw Indians. Mm-hmm. Um, but one of the things that that bothers me is the erasure of the certain types, like. We, um, you know, the erasure of in, of of indigenous peoples is part of the genocidal project of, right. you know, colonial America. Um, but the, the, you know, we know about the Trail of Tears, right? Mm-hmm. That's like generally a, taught in school. Yeah. We don't know that that mechanism of torture, of chaining people up and marching them thousands of miles was first done to Black people, to mm-hmm. slaves, marching them from the East Coast down to... You know where the cotton fields were down mm-hmm, south,
0: mm-hmm. Um, and even the capturing yep. of, on the continent was that same mechanism. Yep.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and um, so there's an erasure of of the torture that we experienced, mm-hmm. um, and I just you know the survival, just surviving that. You know, yeah. I mean th- that's my that's my inspiration. Mm-hmm. Um, but then, like more concretely, definitely um, people who were organizers. Um, uh, Are there
1: particular folks you've read about who like maybe listeners might not know, but for you have been inspirational?
3: Well, everyone knows about Harriet Tubman, right? So I won't (laughs) say Harriet Tubman and people like that who who I love, right? Um, But yeah, definitely um, like Maurice Bishop from Mm. uh, Grenada, Mm -hmm. who helped Mm -hmm. lead the revolution. There's a
0: great documentary. It's called um, Coco Road, I think. Mm. It was on Netflix. Uh, It was about a family who had this land, I want to say in Mississippi or Alabama, uh, it was called Coco Mm -hmm. Road, named after the matriarch of the family. They got pushed out. um, And so I think the granddaughter of Coco moved to LA or moved to California, Mm -hmm. uh, got really, became Angela Davis's assistant, teaching assistant. Wow. During the whole like struggle with Reagan. Yeah. Um, You know, got involved with the Panthers, basically had to like flee. Mm -hmm ended up in Grenada. So they, they fought Reagan with Angela and then moved to Grenada and it was paradise. And then Reagan ended up bombing Maurice. And she became like the, the, um, like the secretary of something. Like she ended up becoming part of like Maurice Bishop's cabinet. And so her son made this documentary about (laughs) her. her It It is is amazing. And there's so much about Grenada that like, I was like, I did not know. Like they, they did it. They built it. Yeah, You know, like it, it was like, the best day of freedom square on a national national yeah. level for a couple of years you yeah, know what I'm yeah, saying?
3: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah my dad went and um visited with maurice bishop oh, like six days or something work. like that before he was assassinated
0: work. so i what's grew your dad's up, story how did, how did how, yes, yeah. so
3: it. <laughs> okay so my dad um was you know he was a sharecropper in mississippi greenwood mississippi and um at the age of about 12 they moved up north so they're like the tail end of the great migration they mm. moved up the, to cleveland the, the
0: decent migration it <laughs>
3: yeah
1: <laughs> it wasn't so great it was just <laughs> Decent. <laughs> specifically
0: the, the like late comers to the chicago adequate, yeah the like they're kind of out of the the the, the timeline yeah, yeah. the decent migration
1: <laughs> <laughs> <I> <laughs> <like> <laughs> take that and run with it if that catches on we will have done yes. our job yes. <laughs> But go ahead we'll stop so talking. so
3: like most you know was, you know mo- a, a lot of kids you know um he he was a fighter um and like a, how a lot of gangs started they they just formed as um like in response to like white violence mm-hmm. you know to defend themselves and so he had his his gang the pulley brothers okay mm, um the pulley and brothers. That. <laughs> and they um you know he he was he got in trouble with the law, um, heard peripherally about like black liberation. And so when he um, got arrested, you know, he was like, I'm a I'm a black, you know, freedom fighter, but didn't really have any like knowledge, uh, you know, beyond like that. Uh, so the judge was like, well, you can go to prison or you can go to Vietnam. Whoa. So he chose Vietnam. Um, <laughs> and while on base.
0: How explicit is that, though? I know. Right go to, go to slavery or go to like, it's like, it is, it is one in the same. Right.
1: right. it's Kind of the same move that the, that Ram initiative pulled of like, you have to either have college. So that's debt, uh, a job. So that's labor or the military. So that's, yeah. So anyway, just talk about making Making the connections. (laughs) (laughs) Text to life connection.
3: (laughs) So um, he went to um, Fort Jackson for training, um, and while on base um, met some other people who were you know radicals, and they started listening to like Malcolm X tapes mm. and started having um, classes on base wow. against the war Wow, and it swe- it swole up to like 2,000 people coming. <laughs> Um, and so base was like, yeah, we can't do
1: this.
3: (laughs) (laughs) And so they incarcerated my dad along Mm. with seven other people. Mm. So they became known as, um, the Fort Jackson eight. Wow. And so there was a campaign to free them, which took like a year or so. Um, and that phenomenal. radicalized him. So once yeah. he was released, he went on tour as part of the GIs Against the War, wow. um, talking, you know, and they they fought, they fought, they got released, they were released with dishonorable ch- discharge, and then they fought that mm-hmm. to get the honorable discharge. Wow. And they won? And that, won. Wow. Yeah. And they, you know, during this time, it's not known very, you know, very much. But there was a huge GI resistance. So they had newspapers that they mailed overseas. Mm. Um, GIs were walking off, you know, were were deserting, mm. um, were refusing to fight. I mean, there was a whole rebellion happening yeah, within yeah. the army, within the military. Um I
1: think that's i could be this could be a stretch, but that's partly why they instituted the draft right it was because it was they couldn't get a volunteer corps that oh yeah, enough, that's right? absolutely why,
3: yeah. yeah, yeah, um also why they don't do it now <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's harder to get people to buy into it if you're forcing them in, right, you know yeah. Yeah, yeah. um. So that politicized him mm-hmm. and he started traveling all over the world. And one of the places he went was Grenada. Wow.
0: That's, yeah. that's super ill. Um, wow. Wow. So it's just in you, you know? Yeah. Like,
3: well, I grew up with looking at the pictures of Maurice Bishop and my dad, like, who is that? And so he would tell me yeah. that's you know. Uncle Maurice.
0: <laughs> <laughs> nah, that made that makes man, that makes so much sense. Cause uh as I was talking to, you know, to Kiss yesterday about like the excitement about this, and we, you know, talked about it throughout the years, uh, is that I think what, what is unique about your position, you know, locally is that you you know, you you, you have a, a, a somewhat of a lifelong background in resistance uh but you're also kind of like in between right so you, you know you are not barbara right mm-hmm. in, in that generation yes. uh but you're not like a, a byp yeah you know and so to to, to not have been awakened by Trayvon or not to have been awakened by Mike Brown but to have had some consciousness but then also to not be an elder at this stage yeah. you know and and still have all of the, the 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 fervor uh to really help lead this fight is why I think your perspective is so unique you know going to Cuba as cool. a teenager you know so that that's super dope so with that I have a a question or, or there's language that I've like mm-hmm that emerged for me uh in terms of talking about the continuum, like an umbrella concept mm-hmm. of how to frame our movement, because it it kind of emerged around the uh the difficulty around the Black Lives Matter language mm-hmm. and how it can be co-opted and how, you know, it, it is functioning in certain ways. And the fact that we internally use the language of movement for Black lives. Mm-hmm. Uh but I don't think I think like just linguistically, it's a little that's a little uh fragmented or mm-hmm. kind of has like some weird rhythm uh-huh. to it. Um and so when I reduce all of the initiatives that we organize around, it all comes down to life and death. Mm-hmm. Right. And so it's really about life. And so trying to center that more and more. It's not about the policy. Uh-huh. It's not about the response. It's not even about power. Right. Mm-hmm. Like all of that is secondary or derivative about life. And so I've been using the language of, you know, we had the Black Freedom Movement within that we had Black Power Movement. Uh-huh. We had Black Arts Movement. And I think it, that can all fit under the concept of a black life movement mm-hmm. instead of movement for black mm-hmm. lives. Uh, and the power that I see in that is that that can be a part of a larger life movement. So environmental life, mm-hmm. women's mm-hmm. life, you know, and so mm-hmm. what do you think about that? I, I have felt uncomfortable of coming up with it because I don't want to erase the language mm-hmm. that, you know, I want it to be in coordination with. Mm-hmm. I don't want to erase the language that black women have have developed and used. So what are your thoughts on that? Do you think that that is valuable? or? Yeah how could how could that be yeah
3: i i think that's i think that's very valuable i think you know we're always chasing after the correct kind of to to use wording and to correctly encapsulate like our conditions Mm -hmm. and we're never quite making it
2: yeah you know so
3: like we make little progress (laughs) steps forward and that's a little bit better Mm -hmm. you know but Mm -hmm. it's it's a constant i think evolution um, so yeah, yeah, I really like that. I mean, that's what we're we're fighting for, um, you know, the ability to live, right? Right. Right. Um, and both in terms of you know ending um, race based oppression and exploitation, um, and the you know the system, the way that it's systemized in in our country um, and in the world, but also. Um, you know, environmentalism is incredibly important. Like if we're not able to link the way that capitalism and imperialism utilizes, um, You know the exploitation of the environment mm-hmm. to you which know, is maximize life, right? profits, like, right? It, it even
0: it even decenters humanity, yep, right? Because it's not just about us, it's about the animals and yeah, how we are exactly. how we are enslaving and the plants yeah. and the air yep. and the water. All of those yeah. are living organisms that we are abusing,
3: Ex- as if there's another Earth, you know, <laughs> yeah. that you can like just move to after yeah. this one's decimated. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, no, I I think it's great because it helps center where our fight needs to be Mm -hmm. um and it pushes back against you know and one of the things i'm i'm continually trying to weigh Mm -hmm. is um the limits of like nationalism the limits of essentialism um and when we don't make that leap into connecting why you know racial oppression exists it, Mm -hmm. it doesn't exist because of you know, like biological determinist, like fantasies yeah. in and of itself, right. right? That exists as a result of you know the system that of, requires of domination. that, yeah. yeah.
1: And there is a logic created to explain that. That's the, and we were talking about this yesterday in general, but the and it, the logic is false. But it is a lot like there's no, <laughs> it's irrational based on facts. But like the systems are built on uh, on a Pattern of logic that leads to these conclusions, right? And it might be created after the fact to then explain it the way like eugenics and all that stuff does to like rationalize, but nobody there's, there's no system of oppression that is not built on some sort of logic behind it. Um, yeah, and that's the danger of, of some of that too, and that's why the line the language has to keep being refined, and we have to. And also... they
3: continually try different things, like right. the fact that, like, just looking at like the creation of like this country as a colonial, you know, in, in its first inceptions as a colonial state, you know, to Britain. Um, you know, they sent over prisoners and indentured servants for a reason, right? Mm-hmm. That was an experiment. Mm. They found the best experiment was to capture and kidnap people from Africa and create, you know, these ideas of of white white. So we're gonna send our white
0: captives. To go dominate these black wow, I didn't yeah. even think about it like that. That's... And,
3: and and it's not they didn't invent slavery for black people. They enslaved their right. their own people right, first, right? right, right? right. They they'd learn these torturous techniques, mm-hmm. um, but on this foreign land that they you know were not capable of of cultivating themselves mm-hmm. with all these other white nationalities, which at the term you know you read back uh, to the early. Um, uh, times during colonial periods, and there were deep divisions amongst ethnicities, amongst like Belgians, amongst mm-hmm. French, amongst Germans. Those
1: Belgians. Amongst- oh, man. Yeah, <laughs> the, the Teutonic race. Yeah. The oh man, we're deep in our
3: Even look at like gangs of New York, right? Yeah. And the right, tribalism. Right, right. 120
1: right? years ago, if i i was white passing i wasn't white right like a, i'm as a G, right. like 120 whiteness, that's how
3: long it's not that long whiteness was created it was right. created to erase that tribalism mm-hmm. and to create a sy- system of domination that justified the brutality that was necessary mm-hmm. to you know conquer this area mm-hmm. um I've so been, yeah. yeah
1: i've been thinking about something in relation to that with the you know this quote caravan that's coming in the the like Heightening of this protectionism on the white supremacist sense where they have like you know militias of like white guys going to the border and camouflage and they got to defend the border and, and this is not to condone it somewhere else but it's especially absurd here like I could not to excuse it but I can kind of understand the false logics of xenophobia in like Germany or Italy because then you go like this is if we're gonna have nations and land that we own. This is our land, but here the idea that everyone who's saying that shit came here within two hundred years ago—like you gotta know that's not yours—more <laughs> even more so than you could, um, you know, across across the ocean. But, e-
3: but even then, even like looking at Italy, right, no, or looking no, at France, not, yeah. like that same that same um, xenophobia was how um, like Rome was able to conquer mm-hmm. these indigenous, you know, Italian. you know um areas um and you know uh, that's part of like why like christianity was Mm -hmm. necessary in order to you know and how it uh, um um evolved to absorb like indigenous um religious and spiritual customs like christmas right Mm -hmm. and things like that Mm -hmm. um it was part of the conquering of these independent tribal you know what we now say Mm -hmm. white you know tribal um um areas so i mean it's it was all point, it's yeah. always new it's yeah, always yeah. like yeah, yeah, yeah. it's it's always an irrational right. us versus yeah. them
0: and so one just to give a little bit of credit of how i how that life movement language came to me uh definitely always tribute uh Jimmy and Grace Lee Boggs. Mm. Uh, so one thing that they say in the book, Revolution, Evolution of the 20th Century, that is like my, my Bible, uh, is that a limitation of movement is when we are centering or fighting for something that is abstract. Mm. And then also while reading, uh, uh, Elaine Brown's book, she didn't say mm. this, but, I gathered from her talking about somebody that abstract thinking is a privilege. Mm -hmm. Right. And so something like freedom, like freedom can mean anything. Freedom can be Mm -hmm. oppressive, right? Like the freedom to kill is Mm -hmm. something that exists. And a lot of people like Mm -hmm. are fighting for. And so it's like freedom from what freedom to what Mm -hmm. liberation is another abstract thing. And like life Mm -hmm. is a little bit more like tangible and concrete. And anybody with any experience can understand. I have life. I understand that I breathe. And then if I stop breathing, Mm -hmm. then life is no longer happening. Mm -hmm. Uh, uh, so that's, that's probably where that came from. So with that, what is, cause there is no one, what are some of your favorite solutions for building <laughs> this life movement?
3: Um, <laughs> that could, I can could say publicly. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Tell us about your new mixtape. Um, I mean, I, I think, you know, I, I I think creating more spaces for people to gather and um to gather and just come together in community to gather, to come together and, and study um, and try to like sharpen our analysis and understanding of what are our conditions that we're living in right now. Um, and to also, you know, challenge ourselves to never forget history. So we're constantly reading and learning mm-hmm. and not functioning on an assumption that this is new. Right. Um, Cause you know, I mean, it's, it's new in the sense that
2: we right now is right
3: now, <laughs> yeah. but um, you know, this, people we have to learn we can't forget like the people who have fought um before us um and you know i, I guess i guess study and and come together um with the people wherever you are um yeah. I, you know and i and i don't want to like encourage like White people from like the suburbs, or even black people from the suburbs, <laughs> to, like come to the hood and be like, "Let me study with you in some, like very paternalistic yeah, way." Yeah. But or you let know, me study you, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> but you know, I guess just to challenge, to study, to see, you know, our our humanity in each other. Mm and break down those biases and and folks in the burbs study with other folks in the burbs
1: (laughs)
0: about the the, because the burbs burbs. is not disconnected (laughs) to all of this violence yeah yeah. Yeah. kiss does a good job
1: we're all in place right? like every place is a real place and it's been constructed somehow and it's all worth studying and understanding how that is the you know result of what creates the thing on the other side that is that binary or that dialectic exists so we're out of time. We, we are we are about we out of time. We have to do a part two. We <laughs> have to do a
0: part two. A little teaser for a part two. Give me like your one minute beginning of the answer. You have one of the most intentional and flyest aesthetics of anybody, but especially if folks, in you never show up, not popping. See, I was right?
3: thinking Stacy had that. Stacy
0: is the freshest.
3: <laughs> Stacy's
0: like clothes, yes, right. But like for full on just aesthetic, yeah. And like you know, I I, I see that. You know, the beauty that radiates off of you is something that you do with intention, habit and consistency. Do You have like a few sentences before we play our closing game about how you are so fly. Man,
3: fashion is an art. Everything that you put on your body is a conscious decision. Mm. You can use your body as a campus.
0: Mm. There it is. That's all right. We're going to get deeper into that. In part <laughs> I feel two. really
1: guilty about having a stain on
3: my shirt. Right <laughs>
0: <now>. <laughs> all right. So as we close out, this is, so we, we did it right. We talked about the history of liberation work from, you know, Mari's Bishop to the indigenous people of Italy. We, we <laughs> talked about the carceral state. We've honored some of our, 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 our lost, you know, martyrs to, to this violence, but now, the cornerstone of Ergo is is about to take place. This is why we do the work, and it is a it is a striving for accountability. There is a sect of the world in my twenty six years I say have run amok, and me and Daniel Kissinger will stand for it no more. Uh-uh. We invite our guests to join us on this crusade, and that population is R and B singers.
2: <laughs> and
0: so every week we invite our guests to start beef with an R singer. Beef is our accountability tool. So this week r&b beef with ace and pulley who you got and why
3: um what was the name of that 90s r&b singer that sung in his nose he was all whiny wow. um oh man i just was thinking about him wondering what happened <laughs> <laughs> you i love
1: any this. more i know yeah. that's <laughs>
3: nice. man keith sweat oh yeah absolutely <laughs>
0: yes absolutely absolutely keith sweat is like the <laughs> one of those who's it's not even like political or so he just is annoying yeah with
1: his art just artistically what don't what don't you like about keith sweat
3: <laughs> his his sound yeah He's He's so sound gross <laughs> not great not <laughs> well, great i'm That's satisfied <laughs> all right uh
0: we we got to get out of here we, we definitely got to do part two uh but in the meantime where would you like people to find things regarding you and the work
3: uh, you can look at uh dot org or dot com. It all goes to the same place. Also check out the Chicago Torture Justice Center dot yes, yes, yes. Um and we're fighting to release the remaining torture survivors. Gerald Reed right now is having an evidentiary hearing. Um and come out to the court if you can, uh demand his freedom. He's been locked up for 29 years, wow. um, was tortured by um Burge compatriots. So you know, free all the torture survivors. Absolutely. Yes.
1: And uh, we'll be back next week with another conversation showcasing and celebrating the folks reshaping Chicago. Also, we're at, we're at Ergo Radio. <laughs>
0: WHBK. Much love to the people.
1: Peace. Darling,
2: I Been waiting in the cold Holding this umbrella for you the Raindrops Made me feel romantic Let's run away, sail through the Atlantic. Two of us, such a wonderful pair. Stuck inside this love affair. Try to make you smile. A view is worth the while. The only one I call. All I do is hit redial. Why don't you come and live with me? Let's make. It I know we're still so young, that idea seems crazy Your love makes every day of mine worth it Sometimes I wonder if I even deserve it Look at my
1: This episode of Ergo is brought to you by Cards Against Humanity. They asked us not to read an ad, so we didn't.